Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. Today, I'm joined by two guests from MetaSpark, the founder, Stephen Costigan, and Thomas Fisher, who is head of growth and strategy. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good. Thank you. Hi, Thomas. Welcome. Thank you, Simon. Uh, Great to be here. Great to spend some time with you. Good. So today, we're going to find out a bit more about MetaSpark. Stephen and Thomas are going to fill us in on how they created the idea uh, how it was founded, kind of typical user cases, how we're driving productivity through it as well. So up for a really interesting conversation. But before we get into that detail, let's find out a bit about both of you. We'll start with you, Stephen. Give us a bit of a career biog, uh, where you've worked previously, what you've done. I, I'm the founder and the CEO of MetaSpark, where we make the world's first end-to-end outcome delivery platform. Um, our customers report being more aligned with their company's mission and able to execute work that matters with their peers more effectively than ever before. Um, and many of the customers uh, that are answering the question of, how does my work bring value to the organization for the first time? <clears throat> I've been in the technology industry for around 20 years, um, working in various startups as well as enterprise organizations like Capgemini, Morgan Stanley, and Microsoft. So some amazing, amazing companies there and some groundbreaking work that we'll find out a little bit more about. But before we do that, Thomas, let's find out a bit about you again. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you've worked, who are you? You bet, Simon. Yeah, so uh, Thomas Fisher and I'm the uh, head of growth and strategy. Um, I've spent the last two decades in, in some capacity in enterprise uh, B2B. Um, from frontline roles early on in my career to executive roles uh, with companies like uh, Deutsche Telekom and a variety of of other companies um, in the sales enablement space, like Miller Hyman Group uh, and Thought Horizon. Um, so, anyway, that's uh, that's kind of a a little bit about me and in my career. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so let's dive into MetaSpot then. So, Stephen, what what created the idea? Was it one of those lightning bolt moments? Was it something that had been brewing in your mind for a long time? Where did the idea come from? It definitely was um, a little bit of, of both. But I'll say that as I climbed the corporate ladder throughout my career, I've seen a lot of inequality um, in the stack ranking system that corporations use in general. Um, and I think that's a, a pretty known thing. Ambiguity in goals versus the work each employee accomplished in the companies I was working for. Um, enabled a lot of review, uh, I think a lot of bias in the review process. Um, and for me, I never knew if what I was passionate about and what I was working on would move the goalpost for me or the company that I worked for. It was always an assumption on my part and it didn't always result in the outcomes that, that I wanted. And I, I don't know if it was always resulted in the outcomes that the companies I worked for wanted. Okay, so it, it kind of sounds like there was a disconnect there, or you were maybe working on something and you didn't know the value it was adding, or there was there wasn't a feedback loop to tell you that you know that was really valuable work, Stephen, or actually next time yeah. we need to do this. Right, and there's a, there's actually a stat um, that seventy percent of em, of employees in companies leave meetings not really sure as to how to impact the outcomes that were decided in those meetings. They, they're not sure what to do. 
Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me. And they probably have a meeting to decide on that meeting to decide on the meeting that they couldn't decide on before. There's meeting-itis, isn't there? Certainly through COVID, we all met virtually, but I think um, it's perpetuated back to face-to-face now. Absolutely. Stephen, when did you found Metaspark? Uh, Metaspark was founded in 2020. So, so it's about two years old now. So that must have been then middle of pandemic almost. Absolutely. It was not planned, but very um, a very good time to start our platform, to start Metaspark. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So founded two years ago, middle of the pandemic, clearly lots of us had lots of time on their hands. Lots of great companies were born in that period as well. So let's get into the detail of, so what are the typical kind of problems that when you started the business and two years later that you're trying to solve for organizations? Sure. So um, what we're doing with Metaspark is really trying to enable organizations to quickly construct applications across many, many use cases. So think CRM, think call center systems, think marketing uh, team alignment, um, all of this, being able to build uh, solutions for all these areas while reducing data entry. So you have more efficient teams. Um, We're also enabling better alignment between teams, having everyone on the same page. And then from a performance standpoint, our platform enables better performance management across sales, service, support, and frontline teams with the ability to design the focus of these teams through our goal setting and incentives system. And from a problem standpoint, we're really solving for poor alignment um, of work to resources, um, low levels of employee engagement and attrition. And probably a, a little off topic, but a question that's just popped into my head with with the world being so challenging as we record, so war coming out of pandemic, certainly in the u k there's far more jobs than uh, people that are willing to do them. Will your platform do you think help with that because you can't just keep paying people more there's got to be more in terms of rounding off those meeting goals, expectations, job fulfillment i I really love that you. Um, bringing that up. And as you design a platform to enable more efficiency and to drive better alignment, um, you realize that incentives are great, but they really aren't why people take jobs or want to belong to an organization. Um, they're looking, I, I think, especially in the frontline um, side of the house, people really care about um, the company that they work with, right? Membership and belonging um, to the team. Yeah. So <clears throat> you have to ask yourself as an owner of one of these businesses who is trying to uh, fill these positions um, is, you know, ask yourself and say to yourself, as much as we want to think that, you know, frontline employees care about their hourly rate, the reality is most of the time they could make this money in any established company. Um, so, how does what I do matter in this world? That's the question um, that most of these individuals, I believe, are trying to answer. And what matters to them more than money? Money is required, but you can make money anywhere. So if you've got an amazing story and an amazing mission that someone can align themselves with and they feel like they belong, um, that is much more powerful than any monetary reward. 
Um, and I, are, I think there's, things. I think there's some stats out there around again, even pay rises are only really short term. So if someone is set to leave an organisation because they don't buy into the goals, and we'll, we'll come to that in a second, even if you give them a pay rise within three to six months, they're disincentivized again because those core underlying principles they didn't buy into right. still exist. Right. What is what is my mission? Yeah. And absolutely. how does that align to my passion? So if I'm passionate about Levi jeans, um, you know, how can I better understand as a frontline worker how what I do every day impacts the overall success of the particular, you know, Levi's product line that I love the most? That is much more powerful than any incentive, you know, monetary incentive. So how, how do we shift the dial and how do we align those workers to the company goals? How do we kind of cement over the cracks or even build a stronger bridge so there are no cracks? Right. So just getting, getting um, people to have more skin in the game in terms of uh, their understanding and alignment and their purpose inside the organization. And if you, and we, I do this often, but I'll ask an executive to just, you know, take a step back for a moment and answer, how does, how does the work that I do every day align with my company's mission and purpose? How am I driving that? And many cannot answer that question. And the reason is because it's not a focus. Yes, there's a review that happens every year. Yes, there are company goals, but there's no direct linkage between the activities that that executive performs every day and how that drives the company forward in, in you know, its purpose, its mission, and its goals. And we're solving that. And how do you how do you solve it within the solution? What what things are available and what kind of bits around around the solution help join all that together? Yeah, sure. So um, you know, for the first time ever, we're we're focused on the outcomes in our technology. There's really no other solution out there that does what our platform does, and that's because I think most startup um, founders are very focused on a very specific small portion um, of the overall problem of delivering outcomes effectively inside of organizations. And so what we're doing is we're taking the planning, execution, um, the measurement components, and we're linking them together in real time in our platform. And then we're providing AI-based machine learning, you know, driven insights into how work's getting done inside the organization. So someone can see if they complete project X um, or they hit metric, you know, Y, how that impacts the overall company's mission. It's all visualized in Metaspark. And that, that data is coming from various different sources. So from colleague input, handheld devices, various IT systems. Is that right? Right. So um, that's a component of the planning and execution uh, part of Metaspark, where you can plan out projects, you can import data from different systems. And our goal, our goal with the planning and execution uh, pieces was to keep data entry as low as possible. So if you're planning out a series of activities that need to be executed in order to achieve a, a mission or a goal, um, m- most of that is already defined somewhere. And so what's happening today is organizations have uh, projects or, you know, tasks 
sitting in remote systems or defined in three different project management platforms because there's no linkage today. Um, and so Metaspark provides this pretty innovative workspace or, or really as many workspaces as you want, but you can create a workspace where you can bring data in from every platform as activities, things to be done, and you can have them all on one screen. And it doesn't matter what technology that those items are, are sitting in today. We connect to over a thousand uh, different platforms. We lay to bring in the data, visualize it the way you want and execute against it. How do you measure this and ensure there's the ongoing engagement and alignment? Because we've got, it sounds like a great platform and a great basis to build those new bridges, but clearly we need to keep that momentum going to make sure we don't end up back where we started. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess it, it kind of um, is critical that you're able to measure what's happening across the organization on multiple dimensions in multiple dimensions. So what we've done is we built machine learning based, what we like to say is 3D insights that really looks at the performance uh, of employees and teams. Also how they're aligning to the goals that have been set and then provides wellness. And it really revolutionizes the way managers understand their people. We focus them on how the employees are performing against the company's mission while ensuring they have insight into wellness factors that could contribute to attrition and burnout. And it's really amazing um, the, the results that we've seen with our customers. Absolutely amazing. We have identified um, several instances of low engagement before employees have decided to leave. So um, in the beginning, when we were fine tuning our models, uh, we were hearing reports from several CIOs that they had identified that their lowest uh, engaged employees um, were the ones who were leaving the company. So we tuned the model and now we're able to actually forecast and help prevent attrition. And we've done so two or three times, even in the last uh, quarter with our customers. So we're seeing great results there. It's really exciting. Yeah, amazing. And, and, and I know that's a challenge. I'm sure kind of um, your side of the, the Atlantic, certainly our side is with uh, one, recruiting people, as we talked about in the early part of this chat, but two, then keeping people. So that ability to be able yes. to see that proactively do something about it before it happens, I'm sure will um, will really, really excite people. And Thomas, have you got any, any additional bits to build on from the, the comments of, from Stephen there? Yeah, I mean, not very, not specific to, you know, the insights, but just kind of putting a bow on everything. You know, the pandemic, which was horrific for, you know, for the entire globe, um, just amplified, you know, a lot of problems that already existed and in, in why Metaspark was formed. But if you look at, you know, kind of the overall market reaction and what, you know, what did we lose as, you know, and that was amplified as part of the pandemic, you know, the loss of consistency, loss of visibility, loss of serendipity. And I'm only bringing these things up because as we work and continue to do development in Metaspark, we are maniacal about not doing what, you know, organizations typically are doing right now to combat those things. So, you know, 
you know, adding more meetings to kind of recreate visibility um, or serendipity. And, you know, you also got to throw in generational sociology. You know, there's a different mindset with the younger, you know, those younger workers. They want meaning and they want to be understood. And, you know, that's that is what we are. We are passionate about, you know, work. Work no longer is a place. Is an, It's an experience. And that's where we really, really shine is we make we make it an experience, even though everyone, you know, somebody could be at their home. Someone could be at the office. Someone could be. You know, at, at Starbucks working, you know, we're focused on on making work an experience, not a place. Amazing. That's the, the bow on the present. We'd probably say the cherry on the cake um, in the UK, but they, they all mean the same thing. So who's going to who's going to share the HMV story? Because we talked about the, this offline and I, I love this story. Yeah, I can I can talk about that a little bit. <clears throat> I think the, the synopsis of that story was um, just how right actually goes back to just how right what Tom said is, is that work, the workplace or the workplace today is an experience. Um, and companies should be striving for that with their employees. And it goes back to the days when, and I, and I say that because, you know, when I was younger and I worked as a frontline worker, um, at HMB records, you know, for me, the most exciting time of the day was uh, going down the street and selecting kind of what I was going to have for lunch. Right. And that's kind of a sad story. Um, And it kind of goes back to how organizations see employees and the way in which employees um, were engaged uh, in the organization and the culture back then um, really would, has no place today. Um, I would say though, that, um, as a frontline worker at that company, it would have been much more exciting um, if I had Metaspark by my side, right? And, you know, every time I scanned a CD at the cash register, which I stood at for like six hours or seven hours every day, um, I would see my incentives increasing. Or even if I saw that my store's um, overall performance was increasing based on the uh, activity that I was performing, I feel like I would have been much more incentivized um, in that job. And it really doesn't take much, right? Just the ability to visualize the performance, to visualize your impact on the company, um, its success, the different product line success. Really, there's, there's a million use cases that I could come up with. But if I could see the result of my action um, as someone at HMV, and the positive impact I was having, that would have been game changing and would have really, I think, improved culture um, and my engagement at that organization. Yeah, back to some of the, the original kind of things you said around having some skin in the game and, and yeah, being part absolutely. of that, that bigger movement. Okay, so I think you've, you've set the scene really well. If people want to find out more about Metaspark, get some more information, where's, where's the best place for them to reach out? Sure. Um, it's easy to find us. Just type in Metaspark in Google and we're the first um, result on that search engine. Or you could look for Metaspark on LinkedIn. You'll find us there quite quickly. You'll see um, sort of an Olympic torch, which is uh, our logo. Brilliant. 
And then final questions for you both, for everybody that comes on the podcast gets this one. So what's the best bit of business advice you've ever been given? We'll start with you, Stephen. Well, I give this advice um, to my children and it's so important. It's not really, I don't know if it's business advice, but it's the most important advice I've ever received. And that's to identify your passion early and bring your passion into everything you do. And try not to do anything that doesn't include it <laughs> because, um, you know, if you, if you can do that, you'll wake up every morning inspired and excited. And that's exactly how I live my life. Inspired and excited about it. Love that one. Thomas? How, how do I follow that? I know you've got a tough act to follow now. You set, <laughs> set you up there. <laughs> I've got a couple, you know. Um, when I started a business, um, I was told very early on, you know, at your first opportunity, hire into your weakness, hire into your weakness. And the other thing too, I think this was maybe my first promotion into an executive role. I had a, I had a mentor who um, was a C-level for many, many years said, listen, Tom, you need to, you're going to want to be great at everything. You pick three things and make those your pillars that you're great at. No more, no less, three. And surround yourself with terrific people. I think you followed that well. They're good. I like those. I like those. No, that's good. Um, guys, been an absolute pleasure having you on to chat. I'm really excited about the stuff you're doing. Urge everybody to reach out. Uh, LinkedIn, as we said, or via the, the Metaspot website, because it's certainly, as we record, it's that moment in time of it's going to help solve or at least help people not get to situations that are going to be really critical in their business based on trying to recruit, trying to retain. So again, thanks for me for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you, uh, Simon. We, and we appreciate you and, and uh, what Rethink Productivity is doing. And it's been, uh, it's been fun and a real pleasure. Brilliant. Take care, guys.